Greetings, and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. First, on every single tier, you get completely ad-free episodes. And you get a say in what topics I cover on my podcasts. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate, or you can go to buymeacupofcoffee slash CraigU. All of these links are also in my show notes. And for people who donate, I have various levels of benefits. For $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and from John to Justin, and on social media. For $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by, with your name at the start. Also, I'll state it's sponsored by you on social media. For $20, everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you, and promotion of something you're working on. And for $50, everything from the $5, $10, and $20 plus, you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to my username, Bairdo37. And you can find weekly videos on Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. If you want to find transcripts of every episode I've ever done, you can go to my website, CanadaEHX.com. And there's over 700 posts on Canada's history there. And I want to say welcome to the newest patron of the podcast, Isabel B. Thanks for your support. I truly do appreciate it. I would like to mention that all Patreon support and all donations... This month, we'll be going to the SBCA. I'm going to be doing this in honor of my best pal, Boris, who sadly passed away last week. And I wanted to do something to honor him, and I thought this would be a good choice. For the first time in the 21st century, Canada would have a male governor general. In fact, when David Johnston took over from Mikhail Jean in 2010, he was the first male governor-general in 11 years. As well, in a marked change from the 20th century, he remains the only male governor-general of the century so far. Johnston was born on June 28, 1941, in Sudbury, Ontario, to Lloyd and Dorothy Johnston. His father owned a hardware store that was successful enough for the family to live a comfortable life in the community. Johnston's ancestors had come from Scotland, which he described by way of Northern Ireland. He would say, quote, They found struggle, sacrifice, and setbacks, like nearly all immigrants in our country. They also found opportunities for themselves, but more so for their descendants. End quote. As a young man, Johnston was highly skilled in athletics and would serve as the quarterback for his football team at Sioux Collegiate Institute. He would also play on the under-17 hockey team with future Hockey Hall of Famers Phil and Tony Esposito. A teammate would say of him, quote, David would stop the puck in his teeth to stop it from going into the net, end quote. Growing up, it was Johnston's dream to play in the NHL, and he was good enough to be scouted by Jimmy Skinner, the scout for the Detroit Red Wings. That may have been his path, but when Skinner told Johnston's mother that most boys who were drafted didn't complete high school, she refused to allow her son to negotiate any further. Johnston would go on to attend Harvard on a scholarship where he continued to play hockey and he contemplated attending the Boston Bruins training camp. In the end, though, he decided to put an end to his hockey career aspirations and instead devoted himself to academics. 
As a hockey player, though, he would win the John Tudor Memorial Cup as the most valuable player in 1962-63 and was twice named to the All-American hockey team. For his time playing hockey at Harvard, he would be inducted into the Harvard Varsity Club's Hall of Fame. While attending Harvard, he would also be roommates with Eric Siegel, who would write Love Story, which became a highly successful movie in the 1970s. The character of Davy Johnston, a hockey captain, was a nod to his friend. Johnston would attend Trinity Hall at Cambridge next, where he earned a Bachelor of Laws in 1965, and then graduated with first-class honours from Queen's University in 1966. It was that same year that he married his high school sweetheart Sharon, with whom he had five children. As a grandfather, his grandchildren called him Grandpa Book because of its extensive reading habits. Johnson would write years later, quote, I met Sharon when she was 13 and I was 14. Although we were separated for long stretches while I attended university, I think we were destined to be together for life. She has helped me have a fulfilling career, contributed to my role as a university dean and executive, as well as governor general, end quote. After his graduation, Johnston was hired by a Toronto law firm, but instead of taking a job, he decided to take a one-year hiatus from law. That one-year hiatus turned into a rest-of-his-life hiatus, as he never practiced law. Instead, he began to push himself into an academic career where he taught various law courses. He would begin serving as an assistant professor at the Faculty of Law at Queen's University. He then joined the law faculty at the University of Toronto, where he remained until 1974. From 1974 to 1979, Johnson served as the Dean of the University of Western Ontario Law School, eventually becoming the Vice-Chancellor of McGill University. It was at McGill, and in that role, that he became friends with Pierre and Margaret Trudeau, and his children would become close friends with the children of the Trudeaus, including Justin. Johnston would serve as the Vice-Chancellor of McGill University until 1994 when he stepped down, but he remained as a law professor there until 1999. Throughout his years as Vice-Chancellor of McGill University, Johnston would see his profile begin to rise throughout Canada due to his role as a moderator of federal election debates beginning with the 1979 Leaders' Debate, followed by the 1984 Leaders' Debate between Brian Mulroney, John Turner, and Ed Broadbent. He would also moderate the 1987 Provincial Election Leaders' Debate. Live from Ottawa, Encounter 84. An exchange of views by the leaders of Canada's three major political parties on the issues of the federal election. The moderator is the distinguished academic, the principal of McGill University, David Johnston. Good evening. Tonight, the leaders of Canada's three major political parties will confront one another on the issues which now concern the nation. This encounter has been arranged by the parties and the pooled efforts of the CBC, CTV, Global, Radio Canada, and TVA. The parties and the broadcast organizations have agreed on the following format. Each leader will make a three-minute opening statement. The order of speaking has been drawn by lot. In 1999, Johnston became the president of the University of Waterloo. During his time at the university, he was known for being very close with his students and often appeared in their multimedia projects. An example of this is when he appeared in Baby Buddha's hip-hop music video, The Streets of Waterloo Part 2. You can actually find it online. It's a very, very brief little cameo. He was also protective of his students. When Bill Gates visited the university, Gates criticized the interview questions of a student reporter. Afterwards, Johnson said, quote, I thought the last question was excellent, even though he dodged it, end quote. 
Johnston would serve on various commissions, including the National Roundtable on the Environment and the Economy and the National Task Force on High-Speed Broadband Access. He would also host two current event shows called The Editors and The World in Review on CBC and PBS. On November 14, 2007, Governor-General Michael Jean would appoint Johnston on the advice of Prime Minister Stephen Harper as an advisor in charge of drafting the terms of reference for the public inquiry that would become known as the Airbus Affair. This was criticized by Democracy Watch because the affair involved former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, with whom Johnson was close with during Mulroney's later years as Prime Minister. The Canadian press reported, quote, The man who will advise terms of reference for a public probe into the Mulroney-Schreiber affair once worked with and reported directly to Brian Mulroney on environmental issues. That raises questions about whether Johnson can be seen as a wholly impartial advisor, end quote. Prime Minister Stephen Harper would state, quote, Dr. Johnston has served various governments in various public policy capacities, and we certainly appreciate his willingness to serve once again in what will be a difficult and challenging job. Johnston would release his report on January 11, 2008, listing 17 questions of interest for further investigations. And while some criticized his ruling, many others praised Johnston for his integrity and independence in the report. Overall, Johnston had a reputation as a nonpartisan individual who supported Canadian federalism to the point that he wrote a book opposing Quebec separatism. And due to his raised profile and nonpartisan reputation, he would be appointed as the Governor General of Canada on July 8, 2010. A special committee had been convened by the Prime Minister to find a new Governor General, and Johnston was the man who came up as the main recommendation. The appointment of Johnston was praised throughout Canada by both parties, but it was not popular in Quebec due to Johnston's role during the 1995 Quebec referendum when he co-chaired the Montreal No Committee. Mario Boulou, head of the Saint-Jean-Baptiste Society, called the appointment partisan and said that Johnston was a federalist extremist. Johnston would say on July 9th, quote, As a representative of the Queen of Canada, who is our country's head of state, I pledge to be a stalwart defender of our Canadian heritage, of Canadian institutions, and of Canadian people. On September 6, 2010, Johnston would attend an audience with Queen Elizabeth II during a two-day stay at Balmoral Castle. It was there that Johnston announced the theme for his installation ceremony would be a call to service. On October 1, 2010, Johnston was sworn in as the new Governor-General. A unique aspect of his installation ceremony was that he requested that 143 Canadians be part of the ceremony to represent the 143 years since Canadian Confederation. He also had 26 red and white roses held by 13 people, one for each of Canada's 10 provinces and three territories. David Johnson was sworn in as Canada's 28th representative of the Queen today, following a long list of prominent Canadians who have assumed the role and all of its responsibilities. Laurie Graham had a front seat on the entire day. As the motorcade arrived, Canadian flags waved in the wind, welcoming David Johnston and his wife Sharon. They were greeted by dignitaries and very special guests, Canadians representing each province and territory, something Johnston specifically requested. As soon as he came up to you, it's like you have this intense feeling in you. It's just like, it's really cool. I like it. Inside the Senate chambers, Prime Minister Stephen Harper made the introduction. All through his life, David Johnston has been driven by the intense belief that service is not merely an option. 
It is a duty, an obligation of the heart that honor compels a man to accept. You, David L. Johnston. Today, David Johnston accepted his new duty. I do. Though the cameras didn't capture it, his wife bowed to him for the first time, a formality that didn't appear to be his first choice. Then he spoke to Canadians. There is much work to be done to fully achieve our vision of a smart and caring nation. I believe it is essential to support families and children, to reinforce learning and innovation, and to encourage philanthropy and volunteerism. The people who gathered outside came for different reasons. Some are tourists who just happen to be here. For others, it's more personal. Vepe Percival worked with Johnston. I was privy to his professionalism, his fairness to employees, and just the way he conducted himself. I always had great respect for him. I admired him immensely. Sarah Brown was a student at the University of Waterloo when Johnston was president. He was well known at Waterloo for being very visionary and, and pro progressive in his role there, and so I would expect nothing less from him in this role. Part of his new role, Commander-in-Chief. And today, he was saluted. He broke tradition and requested a special stop. On his first day serving the nation, he paused at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier to honor those who died serving their country. He arrived at Rideau Hall in a carriage full of kids. David Johnston may be Canada's new Governor General, but he's still Grandpa to them. Lori Graham, CBC News, Ottawa. In his first speech as Governor General, he would say, quote, We want to be a smart and caring nation, end quote. He would add that his mission was to bring people together to create a nation that, quote, will inspire not just Canadians, but the entire world, end quote. He would then quote from George Bernard Shaw and say, quote, Some people see things as they are and wonder why. We dream of things that ought to be and ask, why not, end quote. In attendance at what was appearing to be a new tradition were former Governors General Adrian Clarkson and Mikhail Jean. Clarkson would say, quote, I'm so thrilled because David Johnston is a wonderful human being and a great Canadian. I think he understands what the job is, and I'm sure we will see some very good and very solid things. End quote. Former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien would say of the ceremony, quote, I've known him for a long time. He comes from a different milieu. He's an academic, he lived in Montreal, he lived in Ontario, he's an athlete. Those are all things that impress me, end quote. Only one month after becoming Governor General, Johnston made his first visit to Afghanistan to visit the troops there. This would not be the only visit he would make to Afghanistan, becoming the first Governor General to make multiple trips to the war zone. On August 14, 2011, Johnston gave a speech at the Canadian Bar Association's annual meeting where he criticized the legal profession in Canada for its deliberate legal delays and the role of American lawyers in the global financial crisis. While some criticized his stance, others praised him for speaking out about it. Along with making state visits to various countries around the world, Johnston would also host Prince Charles, now King Charles III, and Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, on their tours of Canada. He would also attend the Summer Olympics in London as a representative of Canada. The pageantry to signal the opening of Parliament seemed a bit like deja vu all over again. Though it was a first for David Johnston, this was the sixth throne speech in just five years, but it won't be happening so often now that Stephen Harper has a majority. 
More than a hundred rookie MPs listened as the Governor General outlined Tory plans to deliver on promises made in the last budget and the election campaign. Jobs and growth will remain our government's top priority. The government says it will get rid of the deficit by 2014 and get a new border security deal to streamline trade with the states. Ensuring that people and goods can flow freely and safely between our two countries. In January 2012, Johnston opened the Crown First Nation Summit and would host Indigenous youth leaders at Rideau Hall that same month. Later in the year, the Idle No More protests began, and Theresa Spence began a hunger strike until the Prime Minister and Johnston met with her. While the Prime Minister would agree to meet with her, Johnston did not, stating that it was not appropriate for the representative of the Queen to publicly participate in discussions on government policy. Johnston would take part in celebrations of the bicentennial of the War of 1812, and he launched 1,000 Days of Commemorations. This included hosting a War of 1812 National Recognition Ceremony at Rideau Hall on October 25, 2012, where medals were presented to Indigenous and Métis community leaders who had ties to the War of 1812. He would also serve as the Honorary Witness in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and he would preside over the closing ceremony of the Commission in December 2015. In the ceremony, he called for more education about the residential school system, stating, quote, this is a moment for national reflection and introspection to think about the depth of our commitment to tolerance, respect, and inclusiveness, and whether we can do better. This is a moment to think about those people, those children, those mothers and fathers, those families and those elders, past and present. And it is also a moment to ask, where do we go from here? End quote. One can associate the residential school system with tuberculosis and tuberculosis with the residential school system. We had indigenous parents, communities, students, church employees, teachers, and individuals who are part of Indian Affairs, like Dr. Peter Henderson Bryce, giving their critiques in their own time. People hid when the tuberculosis screening came to their communities because they knew that the result of getting screened was that they, they could be taken away. I believe a lot of people were used government officials who just thought they were doing the right thing. They were doing what they were told. First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples are already told our story. It's now time to tell the other side of the story. We need to take a serious look at the parts of the system from the past that we may be replicating today. I'm Maya Foster Sanchez, and this is the story of a national crime coming this fall. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beginning in 2012, Johnson annually hosted the Killiam Award Symposium at Rideau Hall as part of his commitment to education as part of his mandate as Governor General. In March 2015, Johnson would accept an invitation to remain as Governor General until September 2017. With an election coming in 2015, it was felt it was best to have him remain as Governor General and to also have him remain in office for the Canada 150 celebrations. This made him the longest serving Governor General since Georges Vanier in the 1960s. In 2016, he would publish the book The Idea of Canada Letters to a Nation, which was a best selling book of letters to individual Canadians. In late 2016, Johnson would host a conference on concussions, calling it a public health issue, and he would criticize fighting in the NHL. 
He called on the NHL to host a summit on concussions and he would speak with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman over the matter. On September 27, 2017, a military parade with 100-man Guard of Honor was held to honor Johnston in his last week as Governor General. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would call him a man of strength, intelligence, and compassion. I've known the Governor General since I was a kid, from visiting him and his daughters when he was Principal of McGill, to spending time on the ice or the slopes at their uh, family home in the Laurentians. And I've always known him to be a man of strength, intelligence, and compassion. But getting to know someone as a family friend or a friend of your father's is very different from having the honor of working alongside them. So it has been a true honor since the beginning of my mandate to come to know the Governor General not only as a friendly neighbor, quite literally, but as a man of integrity who embodies the principles for which our country stands. Serving as Governor General is a responsibility I have cherished for the past seven years. I am profoundly grateful for the opportunity to give back to this country I love so much. I thank you all for your important service to this country and for carrying it out in the spirit of respect and inclusivity that is the oxygen of great democracies around the world. Merci. Trudeau then announced that the government of Canada would donate $3 million and then up to $7 million in matching funds for the next 10 years to the Rideau Hall Foundation. This foundation had been established by Johnston to move the Canadian spirit forward. Serving as Governor General is a responsibility I have cherished for the past seven years. I am profoundly grateful for the opportunity to give back to this country I love so much. End quote. In that installation speech, you said that you and your wife, Sharon, had accepted your position with joy. Yeah. Is there joy again sure. as the term comes to an end? Even more. Really? Oh, lucky. I mean, it's a gift to do something like this for seven years. And I'd like to think that you strengthen the institution. You take on any job, and no matter how you find the institution, you want to be sure it's stronger uh, when you leave than when it came out. But, uh, we just, we've been so blessed to see great people in this country doing really, really good things and to have a chance to put our arm around their shoulder and say, bless you, you know, bless you, keep on and encourage the rest of us. So yeah, it's been a joy. Johnston made nationwide news when he broke royal protocol after he held the left elbow of the Queen as she walked down the flight of stairs. A minor violation, and Johnston would say, quote, I'm certainly conscious of the protocol. I was just anxious to be sure there was no stumbling on the steps. It is a little bit awkward, that descent from Canada House to Trafalgar Square, and there was a carpet that was a little slippy. I thought it was perhaps appropriate to breach protocol, just to be sure there was no stumble." End quote. Over the course of his time as Governor General, Johnson hosted 600 events and attended 330 military events. He would also visit over 130 communities and took part in more than 50 international visits. He would also host five dozen foreign dignitaries to Canada and delivered 1,400 speeches. As well, he welcomed 1.5 million people to the official residences of the Governor-General. After his term as Governor-General ended, Johnston would remain as the chair of the Rideau Hall Foundation. And on June 18, 2018, he was appointed the Colonel of the Regiment of the Royal Canadian Regiment. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at David Johnston. Next week, we're looking at Julia Payette. 
If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. And I also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons. And I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Robert Dutt, Tom Lebach, Elizabeth Brookman, Christy S., Martin Strache, Sarah White, Tom McMillan, Mike Sullivan, Wendy Mills, Kalen Pringitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobbs, Robert Page, Richard T., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Halbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke Guess, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from McLean's Canadian Encyclopedia, Governor General of Canada, Wikipedia, Kingston Wink Standard, Sioux Star, National Post, Ottawa Citizen, Windsor Star, and the Montreal Gazette. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.